1: The last thing I'll say about game one as we uh, segue to game two is, I can't do it, man. Every pitcher that faces the Yankees for the first time, they've got nothing for them. There's a long list now. There's a long list of guys that the Yankees make look like aces that have been hit other places, that have been rocked. Their EIA, their ERA has been high, but when they face the Yankees, this kid, this kid's 23 years old, Grayson Rodriguez. He's throwing a perfect game against the Yankees until Judge and then Rizzo broke it up. He's I know he's got good stuff. I was watching what the kid was throwing, did, but I'm man. like, he's got good stuff. But it's like these are the Yankees. Right. He's not afraid yeah. of Aaron Judge, the reigning no. AL MVP in the New York
2: You're Yankees. He's not. No, I know. I get it. This one's a little tougher for me. I, I, it's not that I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because they haven't earned it. I, I get you. And it's and it's a long list. hundred percent correct. And the names of guys who have shut them down. You know going back to the Tyone start is absurd, but he, he this is their top prospect and he was dotting 100 miles an hour. I, I thought he really did pitch well, but you're right, it's just another game where it's the same, same ineptness. And it's just if Judge isn't going to do it right now, you feel like you don't know who is. You figure they're going to the, the three walks in a game is not going to be uncommon the rest of the way because Rizzo is quite literally the worst Major League Baseball player. I mean, that's what he is. No, he is, he is. is, numbers. He is he no, he is the worst. He is Turn the worst. Into Joey player. Gallo. He's the worst. At least Gallo would run into one. He is the <laughs> worst. He is the worst player in baseball who plays every day. It's it's not hyperbole. That's not being, uh, you know, batting C-sharp. third tonight for your New and, York Yankees. Yeah. And I mean, again, I, I'd love to move him down. I don't know who you have can't to do be third, though. Like, I don't know who you have. can't move him down. And then
1: what do you put DJ at first base? Then,
2: uh, yeah. Like, I Anyways. mean, at this point, if you got other, if you make trades for outfielders, you could play Bowers at first base and, and then play outfield. Like, it's gotten to that point where I'd rather play Bowers at first base. Cody Bellinger could play left
1: field I and know. play first base, but that ship has sailed. Look at now. Huh, fly the W eight times in a row. Go Cubs, go. The Cubs are not looking to be sellers. The Cubs are no. like, oh, uh, we got something going on here. So he came off. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing, risk. Chris. This whole weekend you're watching – the Toronto Blue Jays go get Jordan Hicks. Yep. You're watching the Texas Rangers go get Jordan Montgomery and Max Scherzer. Mm-hmm. You're watching the Anaheim Angels go get Ronaldo Lopez, Lucas yeah. Giolito, <laughs> CJ Crone, Randall Grichik. It's like you all know. the teams that are in it in the AL are like, okay, we must get better
2: right that, now. That could, yeah, the Angels completely changed the dynamic. Again, I don't know how much Gritchick really fits this team. He's having a very nice year and he's better than what they have. But I'm not sure they were ever in on him, but... How 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 what a dynamic shift that was to those two major things. The Bellinger getting taken off the uh the trade block. And then the Angels not two, three, four days ago, it was are they trading Otani? What's going on? Then they answer with we're not trading them, and then they go be the most aggressive team at in. the deadline. It's it's that was an a, that was a crazy dynamic shift to what we thought this uh trade dialogue was gonna be. And it goes back to what we said at the start of the year. Brian Cashman thought he could treat this trade deadline like a second offseason. And it was a horrendous, horrendous mistake. And he thought that there would be a ton of options, I suppose. He thought, hey, I'll handle left field. I don't like what I'm getting right now. And that's really what you're learning about Brian Cashman. Like, we could talk about a lot of the problems. The one thing I know for sure is he will not make a deal unless he thinks it's a good one. He won't right. overreach to help. He won't go above his comfort level to make sure he secures something. He was not going to make a deal unless he likes it. So he went the offseason without finding a deal he liked and said, oh, we're good enough. We got judge. We'll figure it out. We'll attack left field at the trade deadline. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Reynolds is not going to sign with Pittsburgh. They don't sign guys to big contracts. He'll be available at some point at the trade deadline. And, you know, whoever, whoever else will be available. I could figure out maybe third base if Donaldson's a disaster. I'll take care of it at the deadline. And then you see come deadline time. We've added a playoff round, I mean and a, and a playoff team. We've got, you know, with revenue sharing, it's probably as much pa- a parity league as we've ever seen. And it's not easy to make trades at the deadline. It's and you a can't competition.
1: Go about- the trade uh, deadline is a competition for assets yeah. too. Everybody's yeah. going for who they want. And and I say this all the time, Chris. There's a Yankee tax. The price yeah. is higher for the New York Yankees. Also, there's 29 other teams that do not want to help the New York Yankees. Yeah. So if you're, not, if you're not aggressive and you don't go for yours, these guys are going to start coming off the board. Our producer, Ryan, just reminded me right before we went live, the deal was done for the Tampa Bay Rays to go get yeah. Aaron Savale from the Guardians. We'll see yeah. him. We'll literally see him in this series. Yeah. I guarantee you he's going he's gonna to pitch. And Chris yeah. and I both. Last week we're saying please go add someone before this Baltimore series. Like you don't you don't have the luxury to wait. Add another bat, add another arm, something to shake this up and add to this team as you go into a series against the the Orioles for the season series. You can you can kiss the division goodbye. Obviously, like
2: (laughs) it's not not even division's uh, gone. No, division's gone. And it's not even a Aaron Savali, whoever they call it from Triple A, uh, you know, uh, an opener with uh, Yarsboro, and I know isn't even on the team anymore. It doesn't matter. Whoever they throw is has an opportunity to have the best day of their career. So I mean, it's not like I'm not concerned about Aaron Savali making the start against the Yankees. I'm not concerned about that. It doesn't matter who they throw. It it, it, it doesn't matter. He should have the games.
1: If there's one close <laughs> game, he'll be in the close.
2: It's, yeah, it's yeah, Tyler yeah. Glass now and Shane right, right.
1: Planahan the first yeah. and, and last game of the series. So yeah. Good luck with that. So at the yeah. second game, let's, let's try to have some fun, right? The second game, it's on Fox. It's nationally televised. Clark Schmidt is about to break 100 innings pitched. He's never done that in his major league co- career. But here comes our old pal, Tyler Wells. The three games that Tyler Wells has pitched against the Yankees this year, the Orioles didn't win any of those games. Mm-hmm. This guy has nothing for the Yankees, yeah. and they DFA'd him because they realized he ain't no good. But the Yankees come in and they score early. John Carlos Dan runs into one. Hooray. We're on the board. The Orioles come back the next inning, score two. The Yankees yep. match that two. Then the Yankees put one up in the fourth. And it's like, okay, let's compete. Let's yep. fight here. And what's the magic number? Three is the magic number. So when the Yankees came back and scored that two to take the lead uh and make it three-two, I said, Oh, three is the magic number. When we score three, it's only a third inning. Then they tack on four. Then in that sixth inning, they blow it open, and I'm sure the Yankees are going to win. Here's a stat for you that I made sure to throw out there because it, it pissed me off yesterday. It's like when you know this info, right, the Yankees send out a, an email to us as media members, right, to build up mm-hmm. the team, to make this, the team look better, to make the team look great. In that email about Aaron Judge, it says the Yankees have gone 159-50 and 50 in his career when he homers. Since 2020, the Yankees are 87 and 21 in those games. The Yankees this season are 15 and one when he homers. He homered yesterday. He was three for five.
0: He's hot. What?
1: I don't know. I I, I know you gotta pick your spots to rest with no off day until August 10th. But yeah. as soon as that idea was floated that hey, you know Judge isn't gonna be in the game, I'm like I'm confused yeah. because they got him out in the seventh inning. Greg Allen right. goes in. So Judge. Right comes back after missing two months. He says he's fine. He is allowed to DH and have four at-bats in the first game. Mm -hmm. Then he's allowed to play right field for six innings and have um, five at-bats or four at-bats, whatever it is, in the second game. Then it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, we got to rest him in the third game, which happened to be the right move because I think the Yankees had no faith in Severino against that lineup. They weren't running
2: judge out there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – I'm torn on this because obviously when I see that they don't get the – that he's not in the lineup, I'm pissed. I get it, how important this stuff is. But at the same time, like, I know he is coming off two months, and he still has a torn ligament in the toe, and he's still in pain, admittedly. So I know they're not going to play him 10 straight games. Like, I just know they're not. And for me, they're all important. Like, the idea that last night was so important that you can't – tonight's just as important – Tomorrow's just as important. All these ten games, theoretically, they're further behind uh Baltimore than they are the next two games. You could argue the four against Houston are by far the most important because they're not gonna catch Baltimore. So I mean, I'm just I understand what they, you know, they I understand you don't want to rush him back. And let's be honest, if they would have just said, we thought he wasn't going to be back until the Houston series. If they would have come out and said, he's going to be there for the, for the, the Tampa Bay series and the homestand, that's when we start judge will be back. He's going to have one game in Somerset. See on uh, Monday night. We would have all been like, Oh my God. Great. Instead, they rushed him back. They gave him two games in Baltimore and sat him in the third. I, I, I just, I never expected them to him to play every single day. Like I just knew that. So, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered a lot of Yankee fans. I don't think it means they don't care about winning. I don't think it means that, you know, if they, if they throw Severino again, it means they don't care about winning that I'll guarantee you because you can't allow that to, to happen. see him make his next I, start. I, no, it can't. Ha- this, I don't uh... care. I don't care for Mont's hurt. I don't care. <laughs> I'm don't glad care we Mont's got, hurt. we got
1: Johnny Brito tonight, right? Like yeah. Domingo, Hermon, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm glad, but I'm like, no. All right. At least like there, there could be an option for Brito or for Randy Vasquez or something. I can't watch Severino. So, This goes to what I'm I'm about to say. And, like, everybody feels differently about it. I believe in momentum. I believe in morale. I believe Mm -hmm. in belief. I I believe that the Yankees feel like they have a chance with the AL MVP in there. And as soon as he's not in the lineup, as soon as they know he's not playing, it comes back down to, like, oh, so who's going to win for us? Who's going to carry us? I believe the lineup feels like they can win with him in the lineup and even Mm -hmm. the starting pitcher. That game was over. And I hate that I called this shit. Yeah. I hate that I literally I had a tweet. Uh, like because no, I was I going it. through it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm off the roller coaster, but it's still frustrating because, like, there when they say it's all right in front of you, it is. Yeah. The season series is right in front of you. It is so yeah. you know what I said. I'm like, it's a morale boost, whatever. It's a it's a, a morale thing, it's a moral thing. Like, like for these guys, they struggled all year without them. That's the narrative, mm-hmm. that's the story of this year. You don't want no, to strike get, fear into – one second, I'm like, you don't want to strike yeah. fear into your opponent. Instead, roll out your B squad. They didn't have Lemayo in the lineup either. See how Sevy pitches. You may not need judge if you're down seven runs. That was the tweet at 518 yesterday. They were down seven runs in the first yeah. inning. I nailed it yeah. spot on. You didn't need him.
2: I, I hear you. I hear. You. I, it's it's tougher to to make the morale boosting, um, you know, and and that's the reason they go up to the start. When this is like, I don't know, the seventeenth consecutive start from Severino, where he gets bombed in the first twenties. It's like, you know, if 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 another pitcher went out there, and it's suddenly like, like six out if, of eight. If, if if they sat, if they sat Clark Schmidt and suddenly like Clark Schmidt let them down and it felt like, geez, you know, not having Judge really felt like that. Severino's been getting lit up every single time he's out there he's had two two decent starts over his last two but i mean for the most part was it 4 out of 6 5 out of 7 whatever it's been i mean he it's not just he struggles to get through the lineup three times he can't get out of the first inning so this isn't this is something we saw regularly with him so it's harder for me to get that but i understand what you're saying to me it's just all these games are important He's coming back. He probably came back early. He didn't play any single rehab games. They were going to play him two of the first three. Like, that's, you know, it sucks. I don't like it necessarily. I guess my only thing is I I knew it was going to happen, so it didn't catch me off guard and it didn't piss me off. Like, I know they're going to take their time with him. And over these next 10 games, they're all important to me. I didn't put any more weight. I Maybe I'm different. I understand they split the first two. You have a chance to win the series, win a chance to win the season series. I did not value last night over today at all or over tomorrow or over the next day i look at these 10 games all exactly the same No, and i'm in the minority i think a lot of people i heard evan today screaming about it there are a lot of people who feel different than i am that you want to win that series you want to win the season series i get it i want to win the first time the orioles have
1: beat the yankees in the series series in the season since 2016 the twins did that earlier this year and you know what i've been saying chris i'm saying this team finds new lows they find ways to just make us feel like Hey, we're at the bottom again. Their last place, yeah. they're nine back. And you yeah. lose this Orioles team that has a bunch of kids, that has a right. bird bath and Mr. Splash squirting right. water on fans in their ballpark. Now, all of right. a sudden, th- that place was empty 2018, 2019. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's packed. You can't find right. a space to stand and watch <laughs> the game in standing room, let alone yeah. all the seats being full. So, I right. mean, congrats to the Orioles and their organization. They tanked and... They pick some of the best young kids in baseball and those yeah, kids are ready to go. But these are the Yankees.
2: These I get are the New it. York
1: Yankees, right? That's what everyone yeah. keeps saying. Oh, they're the Yankees. They're gonna make the postseason. Not so sure about that. Not so oh sure. no,
2: right. And now it's but that's what I'm saying. Like there's 57 games left. And you know, I, I understand. Easing Judge into it. I mean, I didn't think he was going to be back this early. We're talking about there were many, many people who thought his season was over and his career was in jeopardy. That's the kind of issue. That's the kind of issue and injury we're dealing with. They brought him back earlier than I think anyone honestly thought. I don't think anyone thought it was going to be before August. I don't think anyone did. So they bring him back. They don't, they rush him back. They don't play any rehab games and they give him two of the first three. I don't like it. And especially what really I think it was if Judge went 0 for 4 in both games and looked like someone rusty, we wouldn't have minded but he immediately hit the ground and looked like Aaron judge and immediately rose the game of the offense. Uh, well, I shouldn't say immediately because the first game they scored nothing, but like it's, uh, I mean, he hits that home run. The team looks different in that second game. They score eight runs and it's like, Oh, well, he's fine. Look at him. He's fine. He looks great. Toes not bother him at all. What are we waiting for? And ultimately I think we got fooled by how amazing of an athlete and what an amazing baseball player he is. He's going to need some time with this toe. There's just no doubt about it. So, i i'm i guess I'm in the minority i looked at all of these 10 games equally important this is the series this is the season i'm not trying to win i i i know this this hurts to say as a Yankee fan and i know Yankee fans get mad when you say it i'm not saying i'm okay with this outcome but we are where we are i'm no longer trying to win the division i don't care about the division anymore they can't win it I'm trying to win the wild card, the third spot in the wild card. That's the goal. That's where they put us. That's what they've shown us. It sucks. I shouldn't be saying this as a Yankee fan. I realize all that, but we are where we are and we're looking at what we're looking at. I'm I'm I don't care about the Orioles in the division. I don't I care about the wild card. And these next seven games are every bit as important as last night to me. It's all the same. And the four games against Houston are the team with three and a half behind trying to catch them. If, if if we win three out of four against Houston and pick up two games, that's more important than winning that game last night. It just is. It just is and where we are. So as frustrating as it was, And as as pissed off as I was to see it, I kind of understand it, and I don't think there was any more importance to last night as opposed to tonight. Like, if he played last night and then was off tomorrow, we'd all be screaming, how can you have him off today? How how can you have him off today? There is no – when's a good time to not play the best hitter in baseball? Like When's a good time to do it? And they're going to have to find time to do it, and I don't know when a good time is. So, like, I'm more just frustrated that Severino sucked. I'm more frustrated it's the same thing over and over again. And – We're looking at three games and two pitching matchups that probably favor the other team.